Good morning, afternoon, evening, and or night. I'm Ryan. I'm Daniel. And we are your Small Town Nerds. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Small Town Nerds Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things nerdy. Daniel, how are you doing this week? I mean, hey, I'm doing all right, getting over a cold, uh, but uh, yeah, pretty pretty, pretty decent, I think. How about yourself, kiddo? I mean, I had a pretty uneventful weekend, you know, stayed at home, watched some shows, did some stuff, but I, I feel like you had the more eventful weekend. I think you, oh, you did oh, something I pretty absol- big. I absolutely had the more eventful weekend. I drove down to the Milwaukee area for the ninth annual Shrekfest. And what a blast that looked like. It actually was a lot of fun. So, for anyone that doesn't know, and I can't blame you for not knowing, Shrekfest is essentially a celebration of life and love. That's how they describe it. It was basically just some live music. Uh, There were a few activities, like a costume contest, a roaring contest, and an onion-eating contest. And that's basically it. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think, for my best guesstimate i would say there were probably about a thousand people there that's pretty that's pretty good yeah it was a lot of fun uh so ryan next year you're absolutely gonna have to come with me uh, it looks like i'm busy already i'm sorry oh dang all right i guess i can live with that was the music good at least oh yeah uh they had three different bands playing and oh. each one did their own version of all-star ah uh, because you know that's that is the shrek song you have to yep but, uh, yeah, that's basically all I did. Oh, yeah, sounds like fun. Also, uh, The Last of Us Part 1, the remake of Last of Us, came out, and I've been playing that a decent amount. But that's that's all I've been doing. Good. All right. Well, then we might as well jump straight in and do some nerd news right away. We're actually going to push the rapid review segment until later on because we have a lot to review, and we have very little news to cover. So first on the docket is uh, the Creative Emmys just came out, I think, two days ago, which I did not know there was a difference between the Creative Emmys and the Primetime Emmys. Didn't I didn't even know that. Okay, I also did not know that there was there was a uh, there was a difference. But also... Apparently there are. I didn't even know it was happening. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I, some stuff popped up on my feed. So I want to... This is not an educated guess. This is a complete guess. I feel like the creative Emmys are more so about the production, whereas the actual Emmys would be about, like, like actors, maybe? I don't know, some of the bigger things. I don't know. We could look it up, but maybe. we're lazy. We could, but we're not going to. So, anyways, the creative Emmys, the awards were announced, and the MCU won two separate awards. Um, the late Chadwick stuff. Chadwick Boseman won for voice acting in an animated series, um, and then Moon Knight won for outstanding sound design. I think in an anthology or limited series. So Sounds bravo right. to both of those series. I think Oscar Isaac got snubbed that he didn't get a uh, nomination for best actor, or he didn't win best actor. Well, maybe they're going to do that at the actual Emmys instead yeah, I, of the creative I, I'm Emmys. Still, I'm still holding out that they'll win something big at the Emmys, which I believe are this... No, 
not this weekend, but the following weekend. So in two episodes from now, we will cover the actual Emmys and hopefully all the awards that Marvel has won. Yeah, so the weekend after you're listening to this is when the new Emmys will be happening, if our guess is correct. Yeah, time is weird. I don't know. We we are living in a vacuum while recording the podcast. Time does not exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so anyways. construct. Well, it is, but it isn't. Whatever. Uh, The only other piece of news that we wanted to share is uh, the new trailer, or first trailer, I should say, for the new Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey movie came out. And, oh boy, this this looks like one of the movies of all time. It looks like a movie. Yes. Um, I'm actually super excited for this. I think it looks hilarious. The concept by itself. Yeah. It is not going to be a good movie. It's going to be a good time to watch, though. It's going to be a terribly, like, made movie. It probably won't even be that scary. But there is just something I find hilarious about a production company taking like beloved children's characters and then twisting them to the point where they are in a slasher movie killing teenagers i find that both like disturbing and hilarious at the same time yeah so i think that uh, next up they're gonna have to do tom and jerry i mean i would just love to see like so back at one of my older jobs working at the movie theater my manager and i who he was a good buddy of mine. We would talk about like these these movies that we would never make. And one of them was a movie called Ricky Rat. And he was basically Mickey Mouse, but essentially what they did with Winnie the Pooh here where he was just like a mass serial killer dressed up in almost like a Chuck E. Cheese Mickey Mouse uh costume. It's a guy in a and rubber then- bear mask. That's all it is. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about Ricky Rat. He's like a oh, part sorry. rat. And he would run around an abandoned theme park murdering anyone who trespasses. And we thought it was the funniest, like, concept. And now here comes Winnie the Pooh doing basically that. They stole your idea. That's the they only did, logical explanation. I'm okay with it because I, 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 I'm okay with it because I want to see it. <laughs> I want to see Winnie the Pooh and Piglet just murdering kids do we know when this comes out no idea i think next year sometime i also think i thought one of the actresses in the trailer looked like peyton list which i don't know if you know of her no i know she she was on like the disney channel and some other more serious stuff but she's like a bigger actress like the fact that if i have no idea if she is actually attached to this project but if she is that makes it even funnier because they like actually got like known actors for this role yeah i'm i'm excited to see it just because i do i do need a good uh quote horror yeah. movie unquote to uh, i feel like points and laugh at it's going to be like the slender man movie oh gosh that was awful which was just a terrible well that one wasn't even funny like that one was just a bad movie that i wish would have been good because i loved the character of slender man but the movie was just a disappointment this one, I just hope, is just an absolute dumpster fire so I can laugh at it. Yeah, we, you and I are going to have to watch some of the more classic horror movies for Halloween this year and uh, oh, just yeah, kind of talk sh- about it. Oh, yeah, we should. I think our Halloween episode is just going to be one big horror movie marathon. I'm good with that. Have you ever seen, I think it's a Cabin in the Woods? No, I have not. Ooh. I don't think. 
if that's the name of the movie that I'm thinking of, then you're definitely going to have to watch it because I did thoroughly enjoy it. For sure, for sure. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think that's all there is to talk about for Blood yeah, that's... Money. It's, it's going to be a stupid movie that they're only making it because uh, the IP for Winnie the Pooh just became publicly available. Yeah, the copyright IP or whatever. So they were like, hey, let's be the first ones to capitalize on this. And so they're making this awful movie. I mean, it's it made headlines. It's it's going to be a big thing when it comes out. I really hope some stupid parents like mistakenly take their kids to it. Oh, That'd I be hope. hilarious. I know <laughs> that there hilarious. were some parents that t- mistakenly took their kids to Deadpool thinking it was just I, another superhero movie. You know, I was going to say the same thing. Like this is the kind of movie that I could see one parent telling another parent, "Oh, it's perfectly fine. It's about Winnie the Pooh. You can take our our sons to go see it." If my mom is listening, she's yeah. definitely shaking her head and her face is turning red because she let Ryan and I go see Deadpool. I mean, we were like 15, 16. We could have saw it. We were 16. Well, I think you might have been 15 at the point. It was like yeah, right at your 15. birthday. I don't know. It was a great time. My dad was not ready for it, though. No, he was not. We <laughs> didn't think he was going to join us in the theater. Nope, but he did. He did not know what he was signing up for. So, uh, yeah, good times. Good, good times. times. But, uh, yeah, so that's basically everything we have for Near News. It was kind of a short week. And also the way that we're recording these episodes is kind of more condensed because we took a weekend off. So now we're recording multiple episodes in a similar time frame. So we don't, we just don't have as much nerd news to cover this episode. So we'll jump right on into our next segment, Rapid Review. First and foremost, we are going to review Spider-Man No Way Home. It's re-release. The more for fun those who stuff don't, edition. Yeah, the more, more stuff fun edition. For those who don't know, Spider-Man No Way Home is back in theaters. I don't know for how long, but it has about 11-ish minutes of extra footage. And I went and saw it a couple days ago. I did Daniel, not. I, yeah, I don't think you did. So I, I was will, busy. I will give my take on the re-release. I thought and, it was. Uh, I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. Yeah, that's so. Good. So I saw it on. I don't know if it's national inter or international cinema day. So all movie tickets were three dollars that day. So we went and saw it on that day. Uh, we got in for three dollars, and a it was just a lot of fun seeing No Way Home back on the big screen and just seeing it again, seeing it again because I haven't seen it for probably eight months. Really? And I yeah, I don't think I've seen it since it was in theaters. Dang, I just watched it like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, I don't have it on like uh Blu-ray or anything, so and it's not really on streaming at all, so Okay, I fair enough. Seen it since theaters. But um I don't want to spoil too much, just in case some people listening wanna go see it. I thought the scenes were they weren't very impactful. Like, they didn't add any groundbreaking evidence or Easter eggs or anything. It was mainly just little little tidbits of dialogue that they added in, which just kind of fleshed it out. So, for example, during the scene where Peter, well, Peter, Peter, and Peter, Tom, Toby, and Andrew are all kind of talking before the, the uh, Statue of Liberty fight scene. Okay. And they're all kind of, like, bantering. They added an extra, like two or three minutes of dialogue there 
just kind of just more little banter and them just you know bonding and having fun chit chats. Yeah, and I there did was see new... uh, someone pirated that little clip. Yeah, and I did you, see you can that see most of these somewhere. clips online. I had, I had seen most of these scenes before going to watch the re-release anyway, so I knew what I was expecting. Um, they did at the beginning of the movie have like a new little intro where it was the three Spider-Man kind of thanking everybody for whatnot. And then there were just some kind of extended dialogue scenes in the first half. You saw a little bit more of Matt Murdock, um, a little bit more happy, a little bit more of Betty Brant. And then there's a new end credit scene in replace of the Dr. Strange trailer. Cause obviously Dr. Strange is already on digital. They're not going to put a trailer for a movie that's been out for six months. So okay, I'm gonna say spoiler. I'm gonna say spoiler alert right now because I do really want to hear what it is. Ryan, can you can you say what it is? Um, so it's not anything groundbreaking. There's no new Easter eggs or setup. It's basically um, Betty Brant's televised little school thing. You know, her just kind of saying like, "Congrats to all the graduates." Uh, doing like a little graduation spiel, like uh, good job on all your your work and this and that, and it, it flashes like images from the past two movies of like things that they all did together, and obviously Peter's not in any of them except for one photo where there's like a group picture of all of them, but there is a pigeon in front of Peter's face, <laughs> so his identity is still non-existent so i guess okay. if anyone just looks at that photo they're like who is that guy okay just cool confused so i guess that's just how everything worked for all of the digital media yeah so Peter the magic Parker just kind in. of edited the photos to just change things okay and that's or that's cool or maybe the magic was like you know what peter just already had his face covered by a pigeon so we, we, the magic just left that photo as evidence because they I don't know. I don't know how magic works. Neither do I. But, yeah, so I thought the Spider-Man No Way Home re-release was fun. If if you like the movie and you want to go to a to a cinema or a movie theater, go on, like, a $5 Tuesday or go when it's cheaper. Assuming it's have still a good out time. when this episode Assuming premieres. Assuming it is. I, I don't see why it wouldn't be, but yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Cool. Uh, yeah, and then for other nerd or uh, rapid review i guess we're calling it and stuff uh she hulk episode three came out that that happened yes it did ryan what are your initial thoughts my initial thoughts was that it was the weakest of the three episodes i'll agree with you on that um i they're just it was just really man i just there was nothing in the episode that really captured me i thought the the main plot of jennifer defending emil blonsky aka abomination i thought that was just kind of boring it if it was supposed to be like a real legal drama it lasted five minutes and they made a joke out of two main characters being abomination and wong they both just kind of play off as goofy idiots in this show Whereas in the movies that they star in, they're more serious characters. Like Wong would not joke about brainwashing and and erasing the minds of everyone on Earth. That that A wasn't him who did it. 
and B, he didn't support necessarily Strange doing it. So yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of whatever. And then Abomination in Incredible Hulk was like they they are playing it off in this in the show like the uh, Super Soldier Serum made him more violent. I don't think so. Even before he took the serum, he was still a an angry, violent guy. But all his time in prison is it's changed him. Yeah, you know? it's he's, it's changed him. Sure, or calmer. the show changed him. Or the show changed him. Yeah, it's it's just it's a very meh show so far. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I've seen a lot of people criticizing, and I can understand it. Uh, I personally wasn't a big fan either. The post credit scene in this episode. It was just, I there was no there's no reason that that kind of scene has no reason to exist in an MCU property. Like I understand people enjoy that kind of stuff. I just don't I feel like it's so out of place. Yeah. In in the MCU. And it's And I I I understand the character of Jennifer Walters in the comics is supposed to be more like sexually liberated and stuff, but I I don't really need twerking in my in my Marvel show. Yeah, it's uh it just happened. like I, I don't I don't need explicit sex scenes or or nudity in my Marvel, and I don't need sexually charged dancing, which in of itself had really bad CGI too. Yeah. So uh, and I'm look I'm the same way with a lot of other shows, even Game of Thrones, which is supposed to have all that stuff. I'm I I don't necessarily like seeing it. You know, keep that. Just it's not. For yeah, me. I'm. I mean, I'm a little different. Like, if, if if the show has it for a purpose and it exists within the show properly... So, like, Game of Thrones has a lot of extreme violence and sex and nudity and stuff. And for me, that's fine because that is Game of Thrones. But Marvel, for 12 years, 14 years at this point, has really not done that at all. And the one time it did, I guess, was... In the first Iron Man, there was they alluded to a sex scene between Tony Stark and uh, whatever that reporter's name, and then in the Eternals, um, Icarus and the other one's name. What's her name? Cersei. Her, Icarus yeah. and Cersei have that that sex scene, but in that one, it was not explicit. I thought it was very subtle and artsy. Yeah, so this one was just see with the in uh, your face, like with the first Iron Man movie. That's about the extent of where I personally would like to see it. Just tease like, hey, this is what's happening. You get yeah. it. We don't need to show you what's happening. Yeah. I just, I don't, I didn't find like twerking necessary. Because it, it, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't build her character up. It doesn't progress the story. It was, uh, as some my, of the kids these days might say, kind of cringe. It was, the entire show is just cringy. There's... The comedy is just not landing with me. And I I want to add on to like the subplot of this episode about I don't even know the the male lawyer's name. But his whole court trial against the Asgardian elf. It it just it wasn't funny. It was just kind of cringy and it just didn't really make sense. Yeah. It just didn't it didn't serve a purpose. For this episode, what purpose did that extra court case solve? I would have much rather them 
it, utilize it was... that time to flesh out the whole abomination arc. Ryan, do you want me to be honest? Yes. I genuinely think that it was there to show that men are kind of stupid. That's what I thought. That's what I'm assuming their purpose was, was to be like, here is the stereotype of what we hate. And let's watch Jennifer Walters just blast them in a single scene. And for somehow that to stand in court. I don't think that's how court works. It, it doesn't just solve that easily. And Keep then if mind, the light elf impersonates lawyers and we have no idea what we are we're not. talking about. <laughs> we have no idea what we're talking about, but this just didn't it it as a story, this whole subplot served no purpose other than to tear down a character and bolster the ego of another. Which actually is a very similar issue that I have with our next segment that we're going to talk about about characters just being unlikable. I feel like that's an issue. Yeah, Ryan, do you want to get us started on our next thing? Yeah. So our next thing is kind of a continuation of Rapid Review, but we are going to be talking about the first two episodes of House of the Dragon versus the first two episodes of Rings of Power. So as of as of recording, both episodes one and two of Rings of Power have premiered. They premiered on Friday. Or Thursday. Thursday or Friday. Not sure. Thanks and then me. all three first episodes of House of the Dragon have premiered. We have already reviewed episode one of House of the Dragon, but we are going to lump together episodes one and two of House of the Dragon because I have very similar views on both episodes one and two. I thought they were both very similar in quality. Um, and then we're going to compare that directly to Rings of Power episodes one and two. I find like this this time right now is very beneficial to us because we get a direct comparison between two of the largest fantasy ips right now like outside of maybe harry potter lord of the rings and game of thrones are like the two powerhouses of fantasy absolutely and the fact that we get to compare them directly right now is a great thing and i think we are seeing a vast difference between the two yeah Um, so, so I, I I am obviously a huge fan of the lore of both franchises. I have read both the Lord of the Rings books and the uh, Game of Thrones Fire and Blood books. And so I, I'm going to I'm going to let you give your opinion yeah, on so, the two franchises. So I'm obviously nowhere near as big of a fan as Ryan is. I'm more of a science fiction guy over fantasy. Uh, I prefer like Star Wars, Marvel, DC. Uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. That's a video game, but same, same, whatever. It's it's still a sci-fi rather than fantasy thing. Whatever, you get the point. Uh, but I can tell you right now, the first two episodes of Rings of Power are relying almost entirely, it seems, on spectacle, and that's it. Uh, the story seems kind of weak. Uh, the characters aren't super great uh it's just the only reason that i was able to continue watching was because it was extremely visually appealing and other than that i was literally just checking every five minutes like how much longer is this going to be going on so i can get to something else in my life uh it just it didn't do very much for me uh whereas with the new um 
I've lost the word. House, House of the Dragon. I totally forgot the name of it for a second there. Uh, Hot key. Yeah. So that that held my attention a little bit more. Again, not as much as something else might have. Uh, it's just not my cup of tea. But it, it was definitely a much more enjoyable show with characters that seem to be a little bit more thought out. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with your points. Um, I guess I will expand on it in my own way. I'll let so, you do that because you definitely will have more to say. The way I see it is that these two franchises are kind of the the difference between a character-driven story and a plot-driven story. So House of the Dragon has these fleshed-out characters who, within the first episode, you know who they are, you know their motivations, and you can... And you find interest in how they interact with others. That is the whole point. That was what made Game of Thrones so great was because they had such vivid, real characters that you actually cared for and their decisions mattered. Rings of Power is what I've been describing it. It's a polished turd. So it looks very beautiful. I mean, they pumped... $250 million into this first season, at least. So it's visually stunning. The set pieces, well, not necessarily the set pieces, but the grand landscape views and all the effects are very pretty. They're very polished. I thought the music was really good, not to the extent of maybe um, Lord of the Rings. I don't think it's that memorable, but it's pretty good. But outside of that... Nothing else really strikes home. There's nothing really memorable about the characters. And the characters don't do anything that makes it worthwhile. They, And I think that, that comes down to the root of the issue of being Rings of Power is not really based on any actual story. Like J.R.R. Tolkien wrote a whole bunch of pieces of literature. Most famously, of course, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, which the movies are based on. But all this lore and history that they are supposedly using for Rings of Power is is much. It, it's much more. It's it's sparse. It's there's not as much of a straightforward story for them to follow, and they're not even going to follow it. They, I think, I, w- I was reading something there. So far, there are only four characters in the first episode of Rings of Power that are original Tolkien characters. All the other characters were made up for the show. At least of the quote-unquote main characters. Now, there are some characters that were referenced, like Sauron and Morgoth, and I think uh, Finrod, which is Galadriel's brother, I believe. Um, they are real characters, but they just don't play a big part. So the four characters of Galadriel, Elrond, Celebrimbor, and King Gilgalad, those are real Tolkien characters, but... um. The Harfoots, the the other elves that were with Galadriel on her northern mission or whatever, um, the I can't even think of the elf's name, the the black elf that lives in the southern lands with the human love interest. They are they are made up for the show. They have no real precedence in Tolkien lore other than being just archetypes that are being remade so like the two harfoot girls don't know their names but they are discount frodo and sam the black elf with the human love interest that's discount 
Aragorn and um, his elf love interest. They just flipped them and then race swapped them. And then just the other elf warriors are just, they serve no real purpose. And the dialogue is weak. The character development is non-existent. The story is uninteresting, but it looks visually stunning. Whereas House of the Dragon very much relies on interesting characters, a plot that is pulled along by these characters and their interactions, but some of the CGI in it can be a little shaky because they don't have $250 million to pump into it. Right. So. Um, And another thing that I will say... They really did kind of mess up by not giving the elves long hair because it is kind of difficult to tell who's who, like who's a human, who's an elf. Uh, I don't know yeah, if and that's... Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War are canon to the Lord of the Rings lore. Uh, I would say they're canon the same way that um, the Netflix Marvel shows were canon, as in not really, but kind of run canon adjacent. Okay. But Celebrimbor played a pretty big role in those games, if I remember correctly. Yeah, as a wraith. Yeah, uh, and he had that beautiful, long elven hair. Uh, and, you know, they brought Celebrimbor onto screen, and I was like, who is this guy? He's just an old guy. He's just an old guy. I will say that if... the actor that they got to portray him <clears throat> does kind of look like the uh, one that was in the game, so that was cool. Like, yeah. just a little... it's They resemble each other, but it's not, like, identical. Uh, yeah, it's just... It's it, it's disappointing to see that they're just so, giving everyone what seems like modern-day haircuts. Yeah, so my big issue with the elves... Not even going to mention the whole race-swapping thing, but the just the hair in general. Tolkien, when he wrote his works, he made it very clear that the elves were intrinsically different from humans. It was not like D&D where they are just kind of two humanoid races who are a little bit different in appearance. He made it very clear that elves and humans are not the same. They are not made equal. Elves were this ethereal, immortal, powerful race created early on by the gods to serve a grander purpose and then fell out of favor through fighting and corruption and then humans were just this i don't want to say a secondary lesser creation but kind of like that and you can see that in in like the peter jackson adaptations the elves all have this long perfect hair and these flowing gowns of perfect craftsmanship and they're ethereal and powerful and beautiful all of them doesn't matter what gender or sex you are you are powerful and beautiful whereas humans are not and that is supposed to be what Tolkien elves are. And I think giving them shorter hair just to differentiate between men and women, it serves no purpose. It, it, that's not what Tolkien did. Um, every, I think in every major description that Tolkien wrote describing a major elven character... He makes great detail to mention their hair. Like, having long hair was, like, a staple characteristic for elves. And they just didn't care yeah. for this show. And continuing on with, like, physical appearances for characters, 
uh, I have no idea what her name is or whatever, but the, like, uh, dwarf that was married to the prince dwarf in episode two, mm-hmm. uh, the one that was uh, black, that people were like, oh, dwarves aren't supposed to be, the, you know, not white. Uh, she did have a little bit of a beard. So that was something that people were upset about. She does have one. It's barely noticeable. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they added it in post just to make some people a little bit happier. Yeah. But that that is a thing. Well, it's like those those half-ass things. Like, why not go all the way? This isn't Earth. This isn't real life. This is fantasy. Things don't have to replicate the standards of of real life. Like, a lot of people say, oh, there should be racial diversity on in Middle Earth because there is in real life. It's Middle Earth. It, this is a fantasy world created by an author with the express purpose of creating a fictional folklore or mythology for a primarily white country. Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings to be um, like a mythology or a folklore for England. The same way how the Greeks and the Norse, they have their own folklore and mythology. He wrote Lord of the Rings to be that for England. Like Middle Earth and the story of Lord of the Rings and everything was supposed to be like a fictional history of what happened many years ago in a magical version of England and how the gods created everything and then there was this war and then slowly progresses whatever. He made it in his in his vision as he did and I think us in recent modern day history putting in our own stereotypes and diversity um points just kind of ruins the purpose that he made it for yeah and uh something else that's less tasteful uh if you look at the peter jackson movies you know lord of the rings and the hobbit those are in the third age whereas this show is in the second age am i correct Mm -hmm. yeah the way that they are casting people of color in this alongside you know people that are just white is uh kind of makes it seem like there was some kind of ethnic cleansing between the two and that's just that's not cool yeah i mean i i I don't really know what to say other than i don't i don't think tolkien was racist for not writing characters of color he was writing a story in a fantasy world in in a vision that he wanted to make it that doesn't make his vision flawed in any way I think you can do the same thing for, like, Wakanda being presumably an all-black society. That's perfectly fine. It exists in a world where that makes sense. Yeah. So does Middle, Middle Earth. Middle Earth was is not a real world. It's, it's fictional. It's fantasy. And the same thing goes for House of the Dragon. Like, uh, when George R. R. Martin wrote it, the presumption is that most of Westeros, outside of maybe... Dorn, which are Dornish, most of them are supposed to be kind of a a white racial society. And then I know there was some backlash for them changing one of the Valyrian households to being black. And I understood where complaints came from. I didn't find any issue in it, especially because as three episodes have came out, I love those characters and they're doing a great job with it. And... I don't know. It's just, for me, Tolkien 
made it intrinsically clear how his characters are supposed to look and there's reasoning behind it whereas George R. R. Martin didn't so yeah I don't know and you know I will say one good thing I, I don't even know if I'd say it's good uh, I don't know any Lord of the Rings lore um, but that guy that came crashing down in a meteor or whatever at the end of episode one and mm-hmm. then, you know, they built up his character in the loosest sense of the term uh, in episode two. Is that like, is that like supposed to be Gandalf? So I've, I've heard reports that it may be Gandalf. And if it is, I'm going to be very upset because that's not accurate. Um, there's in episode two, Galadriel, you know, is in the ocean, which again makes no sense. Why would she try to swim back hundreds of miles to Middle Earth? Yep. Across an ocean. That make doesn't make sense, but she gets rescued, you know. Um, there's a character, I think his name is Harbrand. No um, idea. He's one of the sailor dudes that rescue her. There's rumors that he is Sauron in disguise. Why not? And again, that's. I don't like it. I, it's not what Sauron is. I don't know. And there's just no stake to this story either because we know Galadriel lives. We know Elrond lives. We know Sauron lives. We, we know these characters exist past the Second Age. So there's no stake to this story. And the Second Age is three and a half thousand years long. And they are condensing that entire story into like a like two or three seasons. You can't condense three and a half thousand years of history into four seasons of TV and expect it to go well. Well, you can. You can expect it to go well. You'll just be very disappointed when it doesn't. Yeah, like, like they could have. I don't. I don't know. There's. I don't know. It's a show that exists, and unfortunately, Ryan and I are going to continue watching it. Yeah. I do think uh, it's kind so of far, funny. Uh, Amazon turned off reviews for 72 hours. It's still that off That, right I feel now. like, is a... And they did that to, to get rid of trolls. Uh, thing is, you can review bomb something to be bad, uh, which this kind of is, and they just don't want to admit it. And you can review bomb something mm-hmm. to be good. So flooding it with 10-star reviews or 10 out of 10 reviews, that is not any better than flooding it with 1 out of 10 reviews because neither yeah. one is accurate. And if you only keep the 10 out of 10 ones, it's going to skew it in a way that is not really good. Yeah. I mean, if I'm putting it on a scale out of 10, I probably wouldn't rate it a 1 or 2 just because... The money that they pumped into it at least, at least makes it visually appealing, and the and it sounds good. So I'll give it a couple points. It's not a ten. It's not a, a nine, eight, seven. It's for me, sitting at like a five. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. It's just a very. It's a show that exists. It's not one of the worst that I've ever watched. It's not. There's. It's very far from one of the best. I'm just it's there is just nothing in this show that is is calling me to watch like even She-Hulk which neither of us are really enjoying all that much <coughs> at least that show has the appeal of 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe and characters appearing that we care about. This show, Rings of Power, has none of that. There is nothing in it that is like, ooh, I really want to see a young Galadriel. Yeah. Sure. But not like this. I don't care. There's nothing... Show me the fall of Numenor or the, the first age of the, of the, of the war and, or the War of Wrath or the, the actual forging of the Rings of Power and the war against Sauron. Show me that stuff. Don't show me well, three and a half thousand years condensed into four seasons. Well, aren't they working on showing the formation of the rings with uh, Celebrimbor building Yeah, eventually. Well, eventually they'll get to it in like two seasons. But the thing is, from where they are to where when the rings are forged, that is like a thousand years. It's so much history that they are just going to say like, yeah, we did it in a week. No, no, no. They're doing it in like a year because they need that tower ready by spring. Oh, even even in a year, it makes no sense. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's just, whatever. I don't want to continue on this because it's just it is not a yeah. it's not a very enjoyable show. We're gonna continue watching mm. it out of a sense of obligation, and that's yeah. it. But what I will say, House of the Dragon, fantastic. I understand people can get put off by the uh, the violence and the the nudity and stuff. That's fine. If that's not your thing, then you're probably not gonna enjoy it. But if you just if you can put that aside and just appreciate character development and fantastic dialogue and pretty cool action sequences that even aren't that bloody, House of the Dragon is really good. I really enjoyed Episode 3, but we're not going to talk about it. We'll save that for next week. Yeah, because I, I have episode not Episode 3 was episode my favorite so far. Episode 3 was my favorite of the three so far. All right. So. But, uh, yeah, we oh. are going to wrap it up a little bit earlier than we have yes. been to, uh, recently. One point, though. One point. Oh, one point. Go quick. I got I to get stuff done. House of the Dragon Episode 1 is free on YouTube. Oh. So anyone who doesn't have HBO, you can still watch Episode 1. I think HBO released Episode 1 free on YouTube at the same time that House of the, or Rings of Power premiered. So nice. I think that was a fun little, little, like, hey, you could watch that. But you could also watch this for free. So, yeah, you can go check it out free on YouTube. I'm pretty positive. And if not, uh, go on Ryan's Instagram or whatever and just completely no, dox no. him. No, don't dox me. No All doxing. Right. All right, whatever. We are going to wrap it up because I've got stuff that I have to do today. Yay! Uh, anyways, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed it. I'm hoping that Ryan also hopes that you enjoyed it. But I'm not of telepathic. Uh, but yep, yeah, that's that's it for our show. Uh, we will continue on next week with more reviews and everything. Hopefully, a little bit more in the way of news. But uh, yeah, I'd like to say thank you to I Fight Dragons for the use of our theme song. The geeks will inherit the earth. It's off the album Kaboom. Check them out if you haven't already. It genuinely is a good song, and they've got a lot of other bangers. Uh, also, um, is there anything? What am I missing? Oh yeah, if you wanna if you wanna get in touch with us, uh, our email is sttpodcast at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Instagram at smalltownnerds. Spell tell you'd expect, no spaces or anything like that. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything you want to say? Have a good week, everybody. Uh, stay tuned. D twenty three happens this. Well, I guess when you're hearing it, it's not really, but we're going to be watching D twenty three. So look forward to that. Next episode, we're going to be breaking down everything that came out over D23, a whole bunch of Marvel news, I'm really hoping, as well as the actual 
primetime Emmys. I'm also assuming premieres this week, so we'll be breaking down all that next ep- all that next episode. So look forward to that. All right, yeah, sounds good. Uh, thanks again for listening, and we will see you in the next one. Don't die, and uh, yeah, bye. Bye bye. <laughs>